Well, this week uh, with, the, with, the, uh, with the Advent season, uh, always have lots of thoughts and stuff wandering around. And then uh, uh, I try to gather, <clears throat> do a little research during the week. And it kind of switched all on, on Friday. We were actually in a, a pretty good blizzard uh, Friday afternoon. And so I was looking out uh, my office window and I kind of got, I know we're not always supposed to be nostalgic, but I got nostalgic <laughs> with Christmas and everything coming here. So uh, I just wanted to read um, the, the Christmas story on this particular Sunday and just uh, asking ourselves what this means uh, in our life. And we'll revisit it, you know, of course, during the Advent season here and on Christmas Eve. And so this is from Luke uh, 2. Now, especially thinking about this seeing Althea, uh, read up here. I was probably a little bit younger than her uh, when I first read the Christmas story in, in front of my family and was just terrified. <laughs> I think that was that what she was talking about, that being kind of, no, no or something else? <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is from Luke 2. And as it, I'm also brought out the, the New King James Version, because there's just one particular word I like in this version here. So as it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this census took, first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was while they were there that the days were completed for her to deliver. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is the, the words of God for each and every one of us here today. Amen. We take time uh, during the Advent, we're preparing for that, that birth of Christ and the birth of uh, hope and peace and joy and love within us as well and that, that Spirit of God. And you can just tell there's a shift, not only within our church, but in our community, uh, whether someone goes to church or not or whether they believe or not, that, that Spirit is so strong, you can just feel it when you're walking through the streets, that something is different there. And as we take some time today and, and, and kind of going down that memory lane, at least I did this past week, what are some of your favorite memories uh, of Christmas? And also knowing that sometimes Christmas can be a, a really difficult time too as well. And it, it's both at, at once. So what are those memories of Christmas? Well, we're going to pray about it first, Amy. <laughs> She's going to talk about when we went and got the tree on Wednesday. <laughs> Let's take a few moments just to, to pray and, and reflect on that. Uh, let, us, let us pray. <laughs> so I just call this uh, meditation here, swaddling cloths. And Mary brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And uh, I wrote this uh, Friday afternoon and we had, we're in the middle of a big blizzard there. And so I just says, as I look out uh, from the warm cocoon of my office, a winter storm blankets our town in a cold white. And the old juniper tree outside the window here, the old juniper tree sags under the weight of the snow. 
and Grand Avenue is empty, <clears throat> except for an occasional traveler looking for a place to stay for the night. And the cold and the snow, they always remind me of Christmases past. And my mom and my sister and I, we would anxiously wait for my dad to get home from work. And then we'd hop into the old family Dodge van and drive to grandma's house in Kansas. And when we moved from Texas to Kansas, we could always look forward to maybe encountering some snow. And we always arrived, it seemed late at night in the snow, and grandma kept Christmas lights on for us. And my sister and I could hardly contain our Christmas excitement. And we would get to spend a couple of days and nights in grandma's house with our cousins. We only saw a few times a year. Wasn't that fun? Just meeting up with those cousins and we'd get to have the most fun and just sleep in the basement or upstairs. And so we'd always get together with them. And Grandma Pruitt always had candy and popcorn that we could eat all day long. <laughs> it was all over the house and we could eat all day long. And her tree draped in shiny tinsel and ornaments from around the world was just a remarkable sight. And all the grandkids and a few stray aunts and uncles, we would descend on the tree and pick through the presents, looking for the ones with our names on them. And Grandma would admonish us, don't look. She'd say, don't look. Just wait until Christmas morning. But no one minded her instructions. And my Aunt Kathy, she, who loves uh, Christmas to this day, she would always find a present for her and hold it up, and she would start shaking it. And Grandma would say, you're going to break your present, Kathy. And she would always say, oh, Mom, you always say that. You always say that. And as grandchildren, we like to find our presents and we'd put them all in a, a pile from biggest to smallest. Or we would put the present that we were most curious about on top of the pile. And Grandma Pro would always say in a very loud voice, stop and put your presents back under the tree. And we had to mix them all up again. We're going to open our presents one at a time on Christmas morning. And that is fine. And by the time Christmas Day arrived, we could hardly contain ourselves. Finally, we would get to open our presents. And Grandma's rule, and this was the most difficult rule, was that we, the grandkids, we had to wait for every adult to get out of bed. <laughs> you had to wait for everyone to get out of bed, eat breakfast, drink a cup of coffee, <laughs> And then the whole family had to sit around the tree. And one person got to be Santa Claus, and they would hand out one present at a time, and we had to wait for everyone to open that present and say, talk about it for a little while, and then we would get the next present. And the waiting was simply agonizing. And just when we thought we were going to open the very first present, Grandma, who was a librarian, she said, Let's not forget what Christmas is all about. Let's not forget what Christmas is all about. Who wants to read the Christmas story? <clears throat> no one wanted to. And so I volunteered and Grandma handed me her worn out King James Bible, opened up to Luke chapter 2. And I would read. And I was younger than Althea. I remember the first time I, I read this. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from, and I paused. I said, 
How do you say that name, Grandma? How do you say that name? I'm still terrified of reading scripture. I'm a minister now. <laughs> she goes, Caesar Augustus. And she said, are they teaching you how to read at school, Craig? <laughs> I go, yes, Grandma. And I continued to read the next few verses. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in. I could not read that word. I couldn't read that word. That's why I got the King James out this week. I said, how do you say this word, Grandma? And she said, are you sure they're teaching you how to read, Craig? And then my mom always, she said this to my grandmother every year. Mom, you never read to me as a child. <laughs> and she would get so mad at my mother. She goes, Suzanne, I did read to you. I read to you every night. And then the, someone said, well, can we open our presents now, Grandma? <laughs> and, how do you, and then I would say, well, how do you say this word, Grandma? And she'd say, swaddling. Swaddling cloths. And I loved that word. Because it just sounded soft. And there was movement in that word. And had absolutely no idea what it meant. And I actually looked it up this week, all these years later. <laughs> It's bands or strips of linen or other cloth wrapped around a newborn infant. And Richard Rohr adds that in iconography of Mary, we see Mary wraps Jesus in swaddling cloth. And then when she dies, Christ cradles his mother in a burial sheet, very reminiscent of how she once held him as a newborn child swaddled in swaddling clothes. And in the Christmas story, and in our lives as well, don't we always live full circle? Don't we always live full circle? And of course, as a child, I did not think about any of this. And I finished reading that story, and Mary laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And how could that mean innkeeper turn Mary and Joseph away. I always wondered about that as a little kid. And my cousins and I, we all moaned in unison. Now, can we open our presents? Can we open our presents now, Grandma? And Ronald Roheiser writes, There is no room in the inn. There is no place in our busy lives for a Messiah to be born, for Christmas to happen. Because we have important places to go and things to do. And Thomas Merton comments, Into this world, there is absolutely no room for him at all. Christ has come uninvited. His place is with those others for whom there is no room. His place is with those who do not belong. Those who are rejected by power because they are regarded as weak. Those who are discredited who are denied status as persons, those who are tortured and bombed and exterminated, with those for whom there is no room, Christ is present in the world. And all the grandkids would yell, Grandma, let us open our presents. And she would say, well, let us pray first and give thanks. In this Advent season, as we prepare for Christmas Day, and we get wrapped up in all the excitement, which is good, in the presence. May we also wrap one another in swaddling cloths. 
And may we have room for the birth of Christ's love and joy and peace and that hope. The hope that does not disappoint us. May we allow this room for these things to be birthed into our lives. Amen.